Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Don't Be Mad podcast with one of your hosts, Matthew Rivera, and I am always accompanied by... Jason Elias, the one and only. And chiming in from time to time will be our good friend Jamali, who's playing the backgrounds right now, acting like he's too important for us. That's okay. (laughs) Today we wanted to uh, start our episode by doing a little bit of a remembrance. As we all remember, on uh, September 13, 2006, there was a shooting that happened in Dawson College, and all three of us in the room happened to be at Dawson College at the time, so... We were affected by it in one way or another, but remembering Anastasia D'Souza, who unfortunately lost her life that day to a tragic situation that should have never happened. But overall, just, you know, paying our respects and hoping that something like that never happens again in our lifetime. Yeah, it was uh, pretty traumatic. Um, we're all there. Some of us, we, we actually saw, I know in my case, I saw the... Uh, shooter come in i won't mention his name because i'm not giving a plug to him so not worth it. it not worth it yeah it was very traumatic and everything like that um unfortunately you know someone did lose a life and i say she lost her life but thank god it wasn't a lot more people just you know if you have any problems or anything like that in your personal life please don't don't bring it upon innocent people look protect your mental health at all costs talk to somebody a therapist psychiatrist whatever you got to do to make sure you get the help you need because that's the most important thing in today's society especially. So um, everyone who was affected by it, hope you guys are all doing well. And, you know, just keep the memory of all the good times that you had at Dawson. Try to stray away from the negative. Don't forget, but, you know, live your life positively and don't live your life in fear. Of course not. Also, we're going to, because we didn't do it last week because we had recorded prior to 9-11, we're also going to pay some respects to the people that were affected and the people who lost their lives during 9-11, because that was a, another major tragic thing that affected everything that pretty much we do today. The world. Yeah. The world changed that day, literally. The world literally changed that day. So just want to pay respects to anybody that lost their life that day, the families that were affected, you know, give our respects and tip our hats to the first responders that were there to save the countless amount of lives that they could save. And, and you know, just basically keep the city in a, in a safer place for New York. Yeah, New York has really bounced back, you can say, from from a lot of things, especially 9-11. Hopefully, it could only get better from here on out. Spread love, everyone. Spread love. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, we have something a bit more positive. If you lived in the Montreal area and even, I think, in the eastern area of Ontario, you may have gotten some Amber Alerts. I think it was Thursday and Friday of uh, Luca Fernet, who had been abducted by his father but the good news is they had found him safe and sound they they captured his father ugo and you know what like no better news to hear than a child who's lost is going to be brought back home even though unfortunately his mother was killed during the abduction of him which is sad to say that's uh very tragic especially at at a young age but you know what the kid's safe. He's going to be brought back to his other family members. So at least we can have that silver lining of happiness to to rest ourselves. Yeah. On. Hopefully get get to the bottom of what exactly happened and everything like that and get all the information, which I'm sure will yeah. come out in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. No, I don't think it's going to take a week, maybe a couple of days, week at most. Yeah. You know, it's, it's still a developing story. But the, the biggest news of it all was just knowing that the Amber Alerts needed, had ceased just because they found the kid, which was great to hear. Now that we got the sad news and a little bit of a lighter note out the way, let's talk about something that happened over on uh, the Twitter streets with uh, Jamil Hill. Jamil Hill. You know what? Shout ESPN. out to her. 
support her. I stand by her. For those of you who don't know, Jamil Hill is one of the hosts for uh, Sports Center Six in the U.S. on the ESPN, and uh, she was on her private Twitter, you know, and you know, just sending out tweets where she happened to say something that a lot of us have said, either in private or on public forums like social media, that. You know, Donald Trump is a white supremacist who has surrounded himself with white supremacists. And I mean, I didn't hear a single lie whatsoever from what she said. <laughs> and she did make it clear that her views does, are not the views of ESPN. She and did do that. She made sure to say, you know, cover all her bases. Yep. She did <laughs> do that too. ESPN has obviously, you know, they're going to get backlash because it's it an employee. Look, ESPN ain't got no spine. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> ESPN, rather than doing what would have been the smart thing, which was to say nothing, decided that after the White House correspondent, Sarah Huckabee. Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Yeah, Sarah Huckabee Sanders said, oh, what she said is a fireable offense, which is bullshit. Like ESPN decides to put out a statement saying the the statements made by Jamil Hill are not are hers and hers alone. They're not reflective of us as a company. But not realizing in in doing that and saying that, you know, we don't support her stance, what you're really doing is isolating the people who actually do support her stance and the the fact that we've actually seen Trump go out of his way to be a white supremacist sympathizer and KKK sympathizer. So one thing I was thinking about this whole thing is ESPN, who is your PR team? This is the same company that employs Stephen A. Smith, who talks bad about black people. So, do you do you honestly think ESPN is above it was, something it like was this? Just so outrageous because it's like, all right, I can understand if yes, ESPN doesn't take that stance and they want to basically not make it seem like they support what she said. But if you're smart, if anybody's smart and knowing this, especially if you want to protect your image when you have such a polarizing stance being made by one of your employees on their private account, don't say a thing. <laughs> don't support but don't denounce because it's not a it's not a position where it's like you know what they're they're doing something that's against the law or against their rights like these are first amendment rights yeah, that we but hear you're, get shouted all the time but you're getting into a complicated realm now because now you're and you have people to answer to at espn um either your boss no and i, I completely company. understand like they said they they spoke with jamil hill and they they said that Basically, we don't agree with what you said, and she knows the error of what she did. And leave and, it there. And that, I completely understand. But look, the dumbest thing you can do is say that you don't support what she said you and that you take a different stance from what she said. Because now, basically, what the people are going to hear is, oh, so you support Donald Trump and you believe that it's okay that he's a white supremacist. Well, I don't think they're saying that per se, or people think that. But- Not saying that I believe that's what they're saying, saying that's what it's perceived as. Because a lot of people, when it came out, were like, oh, so you're basically saying what she's saying you don't support and that you take a different sense. Because Let me find the exact quote, because honestly, it was one of those things where it just it seemed like you were better off saying nothing than what you said to begin with. But you see... Like I said, ESPN has stakeholders, shareholders to answer to. So it does complicate things because we don't know who these people are and stuff like that. If people don't know, ESPN is the uh, subsidiary of Disney Corp, of uh, the Disney, well, Disney yeah. Corporation. So um, they have to answer to people at Disney. And who knows what political affiliation that they're that they're with or anything like that. If people are personal friends with Donald Trump and they, people in the, in the, the shareholders or stockholders really complain to to the people at the management at ESPN to really get behind this. So there's a whole big dynamic and issues you have to 
take into take into account with that. I understand where Jamel Hill is coming from. I would it was right for her to say what she said. I'm not saying it's wrong, but I understand what ESPN is doing as well. And it doesn't surprise me because like I said, ESPN is the company that hired Stephen A. Smith and he talks bad about black people and nothing <laughs> happens. Any nothing ever happens. So it, it does not surprise me at all. It doesn't surprise me either. It's just ridiculous to me that they didn't have the foresight to realize, you know what, something like this, especially when it comes to how turbulent things have been with people's right to say things. You know, you had the situation that happened with that gamer PewDiePie, who I have said for years is a fucking dickhead. (laughs) No, I look, you look at it. He is a guy who gets paid to literally sit there and play video games for his grand audience, which are children. And all he's ever done is swear and make racial slurs while playing these games. It's only surprisingly that now, because he said the N-word, that it became a big deal. But I think it was a few months ago, he had another issue where he had made some anti-Semitic remarks Mm -hmm. while playing video games. And me being the person who knew who he was, because I was at the time a bit more of a gamer, just being like, no, this is what he does. This isn't the first time he's done this. And he basically caters to those people that like to say whatever the hell they want on whether it's PSN or Xbox Live, because they feel like, hey, I'm on a microphone and behind a TV where these people don't see my face, even though he's streaming himself playing Mm -hmm. video games. You know, and like, this is something that he does on a regular basis but what really made me not like him was the fact that he knows his grand audience is anywhere between the ages of 12 to let's say 24 mm-hmm. that's me being generous with like the the more adult hardcore gamers but you know vast majority of your people are preteens to teenagers that are watching you and basically giving you the streams that give you your revenue and you're constantly swearing and being derogatory while you're playing these video games not saying that doesn't happen but for you to be a person who's as a promotional tool for these games to be doing that, I never liked them. Uh, I, I know a few, but I never really watched your stream because there's more interesting people I do watch on Twitch and other stuff like that. So even though he's a big YouTuber personality and all that stuff, I, I really don't care because whatever he does, it's it doesn't not necessarily doesn't affect me, but I really don't care what he does because I think he's a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's but really a piece of shit. Going so back into I connection really with Jamil Hill and, and the fact that when I looked at the situation that happened with him, you had all these people that were screaming, you know, I like, yeah, what he said was bad, but you can't condemn him because he has his First Amendment rights. Like, first off, isn't he from Sweden? <laughs> he doesn't have the same American laws. He's going to get deported. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, doesn't he, if I'm not mistaken, I feel like he games out of Sweden. Maybe he moved here. But either, either way, like. The racial laws over there, too, if, if he is, in fact, in Sweden, are a lot stiffer over there when you have discrimination laws and stuff like that they're a lot stiffer over there basically you have these people that were like screaming oh he has his first amendment laws yeah what he said was bad but he can say it fine use that argument i'm not even going to take that away from him if he has his first amendment laws let him have him what happened to jamil zone true doesn't she have the right to say something that she's literally not the first person to say (laughs) something that democrats and republicans alike when the Charlottesville incident happened Speaking and Trump of, didn't immediately condemn white supremacists and, and the KKK. Like That's what I was about to say. Speaking of, it's like, I, I find it funny that you take almost a full week to explain yourself around the both sides. We said both sides, there was violence on both sides. But as soon as the Jamel Hill thing happened in less than 24 hours, you were so quick to answer. Quick to judge. <laughs> and, and you know what's funny about that too? 
you had, I think it was the Miss America pageant where you had Miss Texas was asked the question about Trump's handling of the Charlottesville situation. And she said, you cannot go up here as our president and be a white supremacist sympathizer and think you're going to get away with it. I haven't heard anybody condemn Miss Texas, a white woman, by the way, who said these remarks towards Trump. But yet the second Jamil Hill on her private Twitter account said these things, everybody's jumping down his throat. You have Sarah Huckabee Sanders saying that she should be fired from her job. You even had ESPN have the nerve to say that they didn't want her to host. And like the the following night. Oh, yeah. And Michael Smith, and, said, and no. Michael Smith said, hey, if she's not hosting, I'm not hosting. And then they thought they were going to get two other black hosts to replace them. And you know what? Hats off to those two black hosts who said, no, if they're not going on nobody's going on because <laughs> they're not they're not afraid to lose it they're, like like i said there there are people at espn and i'm, I'm speak specifically speaking to, to some black people <clears throat> Stephen a um that um <laughs> they will not speak up for black people but they'll be quick to speak down to them and get paid to do it this is the reason why i i rarely watch first take now and i watch um i watch uh that new show with skip bayless and Shana undisputed Shana. undisputed skip skip <laughs> Skip, because <laughs> because Shannon Sharp is a real man. He he talks with no regard, not like no regards, but he talks like a real man. He speaks facts. He speaks facts, and he's not afraid that's to say it, what he has all. to say. It's facts and facts alone. But Stephen A is worried about his own money because he's afraid to go back to what he was when he first got fired by ESPN, <laughs> and he had to go to Fox for a couple of years. But yeah, this this is the thing. It's starting to change now. We're seeing people on ESPN have a more vocal approach approach to when when it comes to politics and stuff. And within still within the sports realm, even though know, the Kaepernick thing that's happening and all that kind of stuff, no. you have people like um, Max Kellerman and and Jamel who who are who are not afraid to talk about stuff like that, and they're not afraid of repercussions because they know they're standing up for what is right. Well, look, the, the point is right now, if you're looking at the climate of all the conversations that are going around, it's people that don't want to be sugarcoated anymore because we get it. Like you're lying to us when you sugarcoat it. It's the bullshit approach and you're going to get called out of it, especially when you have all these companies, all their employees are on social media. The second you go up there and you start giving us some fluff piece <laughs> that's basically dancing around the real issues, people are like, hey, you know what? We don't come here, especially when it comes to the, like the big issues in sports or the big issues in politics, to be told a lie. Yeah, you know, if we want to be told a lie, we'll we'll go to our mothers and fathers who basically want to keep up the idea that there's an Easter Bunny. We'll do that. But when it comes to people that are supposed to be experts and they're supposed to be highly educated on the subjects, give us the truth. Give us the whole truth. Yeah, you won't get that from the news. <laughs> Look at, and that's. The craziest thing about the news right now is you're looking at them and they give us some information. They don't give us all information. Well, and it's ridiculous at this point. Let me tell you, this is exactly how the news works, especially in the political field. This is what I study. So networks, especially MSNBC and Fox News, two networks completely left and right. They're more concerned with pushing ideology, which is whatever they believe in, instead of facts. So this is why when you hear people on the left are hearing stuff from people on the right or people from the right hearing stuff on the left, you're, you're both wrong because you, you both want to push your agenda instead of what's real. And this is why I, I prefer CNN. CNN has personalities, but they give you both sides of the story. When was the last time you seen anyone from MSNBC or, or Fox News out in the field, like Anderson Cooper or something like that, where he's actually saving kids and stuff like that? And like, I prefer stuff. neither, to be quite honest with you, because at the end of the day, they all 
have an agenda. They all have their stockholders that are it's ratings. It's thing. money. Yeah. I don't. I don't it's, disagree it's with money you. Grab. It's a money grab. But I watch everything to be informed on everything. Oh, so of course, and, and that I agree with. Yeah. You know, you you at the end of the day, you don't want to eliminate any side. You mm-hmm. want to hear all sides. But when you have situations where people are just speaking what's fact and being told what they're speaking as fact is a fireable offense. It's like, give me a fucking break, man. Yeah, but in any case, Jamel Hill, we support you. I'm very proud of you. You did something that Stephen A. will never do. That's uh, talk back to people and not down black people, which is a bonus. So you are allowed to come to the cookout back again because I know for a while you were were in the doghouse with a lot of black people at one point. At one point, but now she's in my good graces again. She was never in my doghouse. I don't know oh, man. what there situations. There was some out. stuff back in the day when she was hosting first take with Skip and and uh, and Stephen A. Back in the day, where it was just like, ugh. But now she stood up for herself. I'm I'm proud of it. Hopefully, there's more people like her. You know, who has you know a platform that they could use it and talk. Yeah, talk more like that. So we'll see how it goes. Switching over to like the Canadian side of things. Did you see that situation happen with uh, Jagmeet Singh? Jagmeet Singh, yes, where he got accosted by the the woman. For those who don't know, <laughs> Jagmeet Singh is currently one of the forerunners for the NDP party. That's right. Well, trying to become the leadership role in the NDP party. And you know what? I, I like what he's been presenting so far. Not to say that I'm cold-heartedly like, going to vote for him or anything. <laughs> you know, I'm, you know I'm, I'm hearing all the sides of the NDP out. Like They're a party that I've respected over the years. But recently, he was having a what was a conference or he was having a, like a meeting, you know, meeting and some meeting like that. Greet. Yeah, it was a meeting greet that he was having, and he basically got uh, attacked by a woman. Well, not who, physically attacked. He got like, not physically, not verbally. <laughs> it was it was more of a verbal, verbal assault, a, a verbal protesting assault. Yeah. from a woman who was basically asking him when he was going to end Sharia law. And keeping how he supports the Muslim Brotherhood. Yeah, and all keeping that in kind of mind nonsense. that. Uh, Jagmeet Singh is is Sikh. He's he's not Muslim, <laughs> but that's that's neither here nor there. That's not really what the story is. But rather than have this person who came out guns blazing at him, figuratively, figuratively, <laughs> he basically told the crowd, "How do we deal with this?" Yeah, love and courage. And he looked at the woman dead in her face and was saying, "We love you. We encourage you. We support you." And basically, continuously repeated this until. She ran off. And you know what? Power to that man, because I don't know if I could have someone shouting in my face that way and I not at least try to like one up her. No, not not fade, but basically (laughs) use facts to derail you in a way that just makes you feel like an idiot because I deservedly so. I personally, if someone ever came up to me like that and really just like talk loud over me and stuff like that, I would just sit down and just let them talk themselves out because it's like, all right, are you done? All right, then I'll just continue what I was saying. I wouldn't even address it. People like that who have a certain, you know, they see people, how they're dressed. They see a headscarf. They think, oh, you're this, you're that, you're that. And you don't know this person. Probably if you get to know the person. But that's why I feel like what he did was so much better because it wasn't a matter of letting her have her peace and letting her just talk over him. Or It was him just looking at her and being like, look, maybe you're misunderstood and I understand that. But here you're going to be understood if you want to be understood. I'm going to give you love, courage and support. And he just constantly told her, like, you're welcome here. Like, we're not trying to turn you away because there was a point where somebody tried to grab her and he basically told the person no don't touch her yeah 
you know, and like stop the person from like pulling her away and just basically continued saying like, like almost in a mantra state, like we love you, we support you, we encourage you, you're welcome here. And I feel like something like that, like it's, it's so minimal, but yet it's so powerful at the same time, because too often when we get these levels of like hate or we get this level of violence we want to resort to the exact same thing but the worst thing you can do is become the thing that is against you you know or the the thing that you feel is incorrect so for him to take that approach of just being like no like you're you're hitting me with this bile hatred i'm gonna give you the complete opposite of that until either you decide to sit down and listen to us or you decide to leave yeah i thought it was a beautiful thing all i'm saying is people need to educate themselves on religion and everything like that because just because you see people may look the same they're not they're not the same just inform yourself get get as much information on, on people and and stop being so hateful because someone's just there to talk and you come uh, assault verbally assault the person you don't even you came there prepared not to listen to what he had to say yeah you just came to speak loud because it's, it's one <laughs> thing to ask the questions it's, yeah. it's, it's another thing to shout it over a crowd of people to derail what's actually going on yeah like there was nothing constructive about it whatsoever which is the complete opposite of whatever goal you think you're trying to accomplish by doing this thing yeah. even if you want to make those ignorant statements wait your turn you know like yeah. get the mic and then make them on the mic but to go out of your way to just try to derail a meet and greet for your selfish and ill-informed opinion it, it it's ridiculous well that's that's why when we have protesters in montreal and stuff like that like i'm the first person to say if you if a, like especially when i'm studying for school if i ever see a protester come out in my class and disrupt my class there's gonna be a fight well, no, now- and that like there's differences <laughs> like there's i have no problem with protesting absolutely none whatsoever i feel like if you're going to protest at least have your facts straight because what she did wasn't is yeah it's technically a protest but what she was protesting made absolutely no sense like you're not protesting against a person who the beliefs you're shouting out holds yeah you know like he he's not muslim he he's not trying to uphold sharia law like these aren't the things that he does like I said, like I'm happy that he didn't actually go out there and, and say, no, I'm not Muslim, I'm Sikh, and, and almost like use that as a way to dismiss what she was saying. Mm-hmm. He basically just said, look, if this is how you feel, this is how I'm going to approach you. You know, and, and like I said, like I'm perfectly fine with protesting because at the end of the day, like protesting has its place in society. And, and a lot of people who get pissed off at, at protesting, disrupting what they do, like that's the whole point. Like a protest that doesn't disrupt anything doesn't change anything because then the whole point of a protest is for the message to be heard. Well, we'll see how that goes. But for me, protesting is uh, if I'm financially, you know, involved in something for protesting and everything like that, I don't want you to come disrupt me in doing what I'm what I'm doing. Oh, of course. Nobody wants to be like, disrupted for in what school, they're doing. For school, what specifically what I'm talking about for school, like if I'm paying money to get an education and I'm in class studying, doing an exam. But you come, you're you're protesting for lower tuition fees, but you're not in class and you're disrupting people who want to learn. Have a you have a high probability where I might go berserk and probably beat you, <laughs> especially if I have money invested in something. But you going berserk will only fuel what they're doing. That's fine as long as as long as I get to my point where I want to study in peace. If I could do my thing in peace for the time that I paid to do it, I don't care what you do. You could protest all you want. Just don't do it when other people are trying to do something positive with their lives. I feel like that's you're missing what the point of protest because if you look even you could go as far back as civil rights movement or even prior to then like 
the whole thing about protests is you're disrupting something to get a message across. But so, is it a positive message? That's the thing. What? Civil rights movement is a positive message. Okay. You're saying lowering tuition isn't a positive movement? No, not especially not if it's unjustified. If you're asking for lower tuition when, when you have the, the lowest out of everyone in the country... No, North America. You have it the lowest in North America, and you're still asking for for lower thing when you see stuff like the school is broken down, when you see stuff the toilets are all clogged and jammed, and they don't have they, the school doesn't have enough money to pay the people to clean these places, and you know it's directly coming from your um, tuition fees. That if you raise your tuition fees, and it could be something like that, then there's a problem because you're you're only looking out for yourself, and you're not looking out for everything else around oh, you. I understand that. And that's a whole nother episode. We can have that conversation. But at the end of the day, what I'm trying to say is I respect protests. And at the end of the day, protest does not happen without disrupting something. As long You're as You're making positive. it specific about as something very positive. specific. I'm saying protest in itself is disruptive. Like there hasn't been protest that hasn't been disruptive of anything, regardless of what the reason is. It disrupts something to get the message across. The, as, That's why they do it that. in the streets. That's why you basically block off a whole street with hundreds or thousands of people that are marching together in unison over the same cause. Well, like, I that's what protesting I, I guess I have no problem with people protesting as long as it's for, you're protesting something that you know and something that's positive and not just to benefit yourself or, or to expand on your own ignorance or anything like that. It's all opinion. That's man. what it is. Because look, there are people out there that go out and do their riots, rallies, and protests for white supremacy. And if you ask them, they think it's positive. I wouldn't agree. But hey, they have their right to protest, right? I guess so, but... It is what it is. We will see. Well, let's move it along. This is a weird story. This is a story that's coming out of Chicago. Kanika Jenkins. What a messed up situation this one is. I don't even know exactly where to start with this. All I know is from what I... Like I said, I haven't done too much research on this topic, but what I've seen... She essentially died because she was locked in a freezer for over 24 hours after coming from a party with a couple of her friends, right? Well, from in what hotel? I know, from what I know, there was a, a, you know, like a kickback, you know, like somebody gets a hotel room and they're like, yo, like, come over. We got drinks. We got people. We got music. You know, like a typical thing. Like everybody's had like a situation where like they just go to a kickback at a hotel. It's like a little hotel yeah. type thing, you know? Hotel party thing. So essentially what had happened was she was invited to this hotel party and when she gets there basically it was a setup like she was set up by one of her friends who what the story says yeah there's a little jealousy thing going on and and basically this girl wanted to get back at her for whatever personal vendetta that she felt and she hired two guys to essentially assault her in the hotel and what ended up happening was she was sexually assaulted and then afterwards her body was found in a freezer in the hotel. Still a lot of questions about who was completely involved. Still a lot of questions about how she ended up in the freezer. Also a lot of questions surrounding like the surveillance videos that came days after of how she was wandering the hotel after what supposedly had happened. Basically, the way I see it, everyone who's involved with this woman's death this 19-year-old girl's death needs to be caught and needs to be tried and needs to be dealt with because there's no way you have a 19-year-old girl who, you know, and screw all these people out there that were like, oh, the way she was dressed or the company she keeps. No, fuck that. That's bullshit. She went to a place where she felt she was safe because her friends invited her, her supposed friend invited her, and then 
she was basically defiled and and assaulted and then left for dead you know as the story was developing they were saying how they took her car keys and brought her car back to her mom's place so that people wouldn't think that she was missing you know it's just it's such a messed up situation well, and it disgusts me on so many levels because it's another one of these situations where people that were there you know there was a facebook live Mm. that was playing while she was getting assaulted and as you can hear her screaming rape and they raised the volume on the music well with this situation is very tricky because obviously because i haven't seen anything with the facebook live or anything i only saw the video of her walking into the freezer and all that stuff that's what i saw so i can't really say that you know this person needs to be arrested i'm sure there's alcohol and all that stuff involved whatever that's going to be determined by whatever test. Well, watching the video, you could tell she is not sober whatsoever. Like, there's clearly some type of intoxication, whether it's alcohol, drugs, or maybe even both that was involved. But you are you can watch that video and just see, like, she she can hardly stand. Like, she's every step she takes, she's swaying left to right. She's leaning on the walls. It's clearly a person that isn't all the way there, but there's so many shots and angles of her going through this corridor that it makes you wonder how nobody who's who's supposed to be as security watching these cameras saw this girl who's clearly not right and decided not to check on her. Well, you know, it's from what the reports are saying, it's a, it's a, it was an empty part of the hotel where supposedly nothing was supposed to be there anyway. There was actually nothing in there, so it's not, it's not okay. a, you know, a high level monitored, it's not a high level monitored area. Yeah, but like you that. still have somebody who's on the camera. Look, look, I yeah. work at a hospital, and yeah, I could tell you the amount of cameras that are in the hospital. They can't check every single one, but the amount of footage that they have, you would think in the rotation of the cameras that usually happen, one person would have seen. This girl who clearly cannot stand straight and think, mm-hmm. I should probably check this out, you know, but that didn't happen. I don't know, man. Um, like I said, I want to get I want to get the most information as possible to see, um, you know, what's going on and everything like that before I make make a good informed decision, because I don't know the whole situation. All I want to say is if she was, you know, intoxicated or raped or anything like that, obviously those people no. need to be need to be dealt she with was and raped. everything like that. We know she was raped. So um, like that's not even a question. Well, she was raped. We will see we will see what that they'll deal with that. But how she ended up in the freezer, which it seems it was by herself, how she got there. I'm not sure if you can bring up a charge on something like that. Probably the rape thing, cool. Yeah. They'll they'll come up with a charge. But if you're saying uh, like a charge for murder or something like that, that's hard to prove that's hard to prove all parties involved that led it to that point need to be accounted for and they need to state their case as to how this happened well yeah give yeah everyone who was there you know give your version of what happened and everything like that and once the investigation investigation they all get caught (laughs) i can't say that no i i can't say that i hope they all get caught hope every single last one of them that was involved with this gets caught from the person who set her up to the people that did it to her to the people that stood idly by while it was happening i hope they all get caught that's different though that's for the rape thing you're talking about everything that they there's no court anywhere in the world that will charge for that because yes they'll they'll do they'll they'll charge people for the rape and all that stuff the assault and everything all her friends will get caught for that stuff but for her death there's not one person who could be responsible for that, especially after the video of her going into the freezer by herself. There's, there's, there's no way you can you can blame that on someone because 
I'm not, not saying I blame that on her. I'm just saying everybody involved needs to be accounted for. They'll be accounted for what they, they did. Dealt with, they'll, they'll be accounted for what they did, but for but for a debt specific like that, no, they'll uh, they'll never get someone on a charge for that. Unfortunately, um, Jamal, you have something to say? I mean, it's clear that if she was drugged, those who provided her with the drug, they could be charged with that which led to her death. So it'll be involuntary manslaughter. That'll be the charge, and that would be definitely a viable charge to all parties involved that led to her dying, ending up in the freezer. I agree with that. Could be reckless endangerment too. But what Have that on top of it. But what killed her though? Clearly her being in a fucking freezer, she was still alive when the, they threw it in there. The freezer killed her, not the drugs or anything like that or anything like that. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's, but the people that drugged her it's, it's, could be held accountable for it, it. If she was drugged. They haven't done an autopsy report. They don't know. We don't know. She could have been she could have been drunk for all we know. And then the reporter said her mom said that she could only have one drink and she would already be uh drunk. That's what her her her, her parents or her mom said. So I I can't Man, you, watching that press conference with her mom. It's it's a hard thing to, 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 to it's a hard thing to to say, but you need to really look and wait for everything to come out. Oh, of course. You, no, I want everything to come out, yeah. but at the end of the day, we have a dead person because of people who were supposedly her friends who fucked her over. And that and I'm sure I'm sure her friends will pay dearly for that. They should. They'll pay dearly for that. Um especially taking the car and everything and bring it back to her mom's place or anything like that. If that's the case, that's uh that's kinda harsh. But um for the murder charge and the, the freezer thing, that's a little that's gonna be a little difficult. But we'll see how it goes. But um I do feel sorry for her and everything like that. Um, just know know your friends, people. Know your friends. Don't go to places. And you can't even say know your friends, man. Because at the end of the day, it's like you can't you can't tell what people are going to do. Like somebody that you know for years, you you always hear these situations where it's like, you know, somebody next door neighbor was good friends with them. They come over every weekend, but they didn't know that for ten years they had somebody locked in the basement. You know, like you <laughs> you, you never know who people are till they show you who you well, are. Well, yeah, you can't be paranoid and stuff like that. But if if those were people that she hung out with, I'm sure she had an inkling of who who or what type of person they were. I don't know how long they were friends for or anything like that. I, I really don't. But um, if that's if that's people that you've known for a long time uh, i'm not saying that's on you but get yourself out of the situation don't they're not people you should be around at all it's better to have no friends than to have friends that no, like dude, that. you can't say that because now you're making the speculation of yeah she should have known who she was around i'm not saying i'm not saying that who she should know who she's no, around but like but the, the issue is she was with people that she felt she could trust and they as far as we vindictive. know as far as we know but that's what i'm saying like for her, these were people that she felt she knew she was good with, and they did something vindictive. So for you to be like, oh, you got to know who you're around. Like, you you really don't know what somebody's going to do. It's, you don't. It, and it, for her, it's like, I'm not putting any blame on her because of the company she kept. That's not the situation here. The situation is these people were pieces of shit. They did a fucked up thing to her. And as a result, they need to pay for that. That's what it is. It's not a matter of her being in the wrong place, wrong time, or what but you're, she was now you're, But now you're rushing to judgment because you don't no, know I'm the not, situation. It's not even a matter of rushing to judgment. We have a dead person who was raped, bro. Like, this is what we know. Okay, but was we, it by her friends? She was set up, bro. Do you she know, was literally set up. Like, do you know that for a fact? Also, there was one of the people that was there who was basically, she had another Facebook Live where she tried to commit suicide. And, and luckily, the cops were able to stop her before she did. So it's like, we know, like, these, this is the situation that's at hand here. Like, we have people who set her up, fucked her over. They need to pay for that. 
it's not a matter of her not knowing the company she keeps because you never know what the people around you are going to do until they do it. No matter how long you've known them, you don't know what people are going to be like until they decide to just turn a switch on you. Man. I don't know, man. That, then, then that's like everyone in the world. That's like you that should, is everyone in the but, world. But that's like saying that you should have gone left. You should have gone left when you went you know, right. It, it's the same thing as if like you're going to go out there and be like, oh, what you're wearing is the reason you got raped. No, the reason you got raped is because someone decided to fucking rape you like a piece of shit. It's not a matter of what you're wearing or who you're with or what you're doing. It's the fact that somebody was a piece of shit that decided to do something that they shouldn't have done. That's what it is. I'm not going to look at the people that she thought were her friends, like the way she looked at them and be like, this is why you fucked up. No, I'm not going to do that because that's not on her. Like I said, that's not on her. How well does she know them? It doesn't matter, man. It's not on her. I'm not saying it's not on her, but. Because you're you're saying how well did she know them? She could have known them since they were fucking four years old. That doesn't matter. It still happened. It's it still, still fucking happened. But this is with anything in life. It's like I play. If I worked as an electrician, there is a chance I will get electrocuted. Does that mean? I, does that? That's mean, not the same thing, man. But I'm listen. Listen That's to my point. That's not the same. Thing. Listen to my point. Does that mean that I I should always worry about something that's going to happen? if something always you're keeping your back in your mind that something bad is going to happen all the time you can't live your life like that you cannot you just can't live your life like that well what exactly are you saying because you're saying you can't live that but you're saying you got to worry about the people you keep i'm saying the people that she trusted screwed her period that's what happened the people that she trusted screwed her they should be held accountable that's it that's all what happened to her should not have happened and it happened because people screwed her over not a matter what they were friends or they were strangers or not. The people around her did her dirty. That's it. I mean, that's clearly the case. Because, I mean, there's also reports stating that the mom stated that the friends wanted her to drive the car there for them. Like, she went with a group of friends. That's like, you know, we're all boys here. We all go out. I would, I can go on record right now and say, if I was to be in any state or mind out the norm, I can trust that both you guys would have my best interest to to protect me at any cost. They claim to have not know where she is, but yet they had her phone and they had the car keys. And at no point did somebody decide to go search the hotel, you know, take extra measure to find her. How big was this event? You know, you these are things that you have to look into. There's a due diligence that these people have and a responsibility. If, if we all go out as a group, we're all leaving as a group. That's for sure. But again, like I was telling you, how good of friends were these people? I go with people. I go with people all the time. Jason, the that time. doesn't matter. I trust you. I trust Jamali. Jason, it doesn't matter how good a friend you're saying because let's say let's say they weren't good friends. Maybe she just met them like a week ago. Okay. That justifies what happened to her? It doesn't justify what happened to her, but it explains. No, it doesn't explain. No, it doesn't explain. These are people who don't mean you any good in the first place. This is the thing. No, you're you're assuming that because there's a possibility that she didn't know them really well, that automatically they're up to no good. That's that's not how you look at this. That's not how you look at anything like that. Like you can meet somebody one day and then in 10 years later, they become your best friend or you meet them one day and then you never talk to them again for a week. But within that time that you met them, what they do to you is not justifiable on the amount of time they known you. You're saying what happened to her could have been avoided based on like how long she's known these people. No, that's not how life works. If you do something as heinous as rape someone and murder someone or, or contribute to that happening to them, that is simply because you're a piece of shit. That's not because, oh, I've only known her for two weeks so I can get away with this shit. The fuck is that? That's ridiculous. All right, so are you going to hang around a killer? 
Are you gonna hang around a killer? It's your friend. I'm asking you a question. It's the same thing. It's Dude, death involved. Ask you a question. You have a friend. If I know someone's a killer, why the fuck would I be around them? But he's your friend. I asked you that. He's your friend. No, 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 no. If I know someone is a killer, if I know somebody murdered someone, what what makes you think I would hang around them? So how do you know that she doesn't know these people were bad people? That's you're what I'm making, trying to tell you. You're sitting here making that assumption. I'm, not, I'm telling you. From what the report said, these were people she believed were her friends and they did this to her. There you go. She believed they were friends. And we don't know how that's the report. But you're sitting here saying because of that. Oh, how well did she know them? What were they doing? It's a factor. No, it's not a factor, Jason. Because at the end of the day, that if you're saying that's a factor, then you're saying, oh, well, you know, if they had a sketchy past, that justifies them doing this. No, that's the not same what I way said. the cops, when a black guy gets killed, they'd be like, oh, he has a criminal record or he was caught on video fighting someone. So, you know what? Him getting shot was okay. No, that's not That's it exactly what you're doing now because you're trying to find out what, what type of people no, you're, these people were, you're putting, what type of friends they were, and that doesn't make you're sense. You're putting words in my mouth. What I'm no, saying is... No, I'm not is, putting... You're, that's literally what you're saying. What I'm saying is, is that you're saying that these are people she trusts. How do you know that? Do you know her? Do you Dude, know how well she knows these people? Yo. Do you know? You don't go to a hotel party with people that you consider your friends if you don't have some level of trust <laughs> for them. Dude, there's a lot of... And this is serious. We've been to a lot of parties with people that I've never seen ever again but i went with them but when you get invited by your friend to a place and you're told yeah i get invited by a lot of people to go to a lot of parties i still go and i don't know them invites you to a place and then you go there and you get fucked over you're not going there with the thought that yo the people that are there are gonna do something to me your friend invited you there so you're thinking the people that are there are good people that's for you. You trust people then. You're trusting people to Jason, be nice. if I invite you out this somewhere... Is, this, and this is the point I'm trying to tell you. How well does she know these people? You're trusting... You're putting your trust into people that you may or may not know because your friend said they were good. That's not it. You, you, wants you, to talk. you deal with say? the people that you know. You deal with the people Yo, that you let know. Let Jamali talk. Let Jamali talk. I mean, I think Jason is saying something completely different to what you're saying. From what I understand from the discussion, I agree with both you guys to a degree. I agree with with Matthew when you clearly say, you know what, this is not a situation where you blame the victim. She cannot be blamed for what happened to her. The people she went there who invited her has a sense of responsibility for her well-being. That being said, I believe Jason and what Jason's trying to say is that as humans... We cannot let ourselves get carried away because we're in a r- amount people we consider friends. We always have to have our own back. We always have to be careful of who we surround ourselves by, whether we consider them friends, family, or whatnot. I think that's what he's trying to say in that sense. And with that being said, I mean, I could understand that. But that being said, I don't agree fully with what he's saying because I feel like it's coming off as of the victim is the one to be blamed for the loss of her life because she trusted these people. So in the sense of her getting raped, what exactly are you trying to make the connection with what he said and her getting raped here? Because that's where I'm getting the miscommunication here. Well, I think her getting raped, and if it does come back to be like, yo, this was clearly a setup, this was premeditated, and that was the purpose of her being there, of course the friends are to be blamed. And there's no way that the onus is on her choosing them to be fr- as friends. You know, I, obviously she trusted them. They violated her trust. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. In that case, there's no if, buts, and 
the friends are to be blamed 110 percent because i feel like the one thing a lot of people tend to forget in situations of rape is majority of people who get raped unfortunately get raped by somebody they know so right. it's by somebody they trust is by somebody that they either consider a friend or a family member or an acquaintance it's just somebody that they know so in this situation where a girl got raped once again it was by somebody she knew so if she's in this situation where she's at a party where she's celebrating whatever it is she's celebrating she's with people that she believes she can trust whether as we find out they're not trustworthy or not she felt like she was in a safe enough environment with people that she knew and trusted that she would be okay and then it turns around that that is not the case so you saying how well do you know these people it doesn't matter how well you know these people if somebody's gonna do something fucked up to you they're gonna do it and it's not on the victim at all i completely agree with you on that the victim is not to be blamed for someone's premeditative you know ideas or intentions that's clear that's that's not an arguable point i'm not going to argue sit and argue with you about that because we completely agree on that point what i'm saying is is now that this occurred what he's trying to say is you know we all have to be very careful of who we associate ourselves with whether we trust them or not is secondary to our well-being like i feel like you can say that and yeah obviously you got to be mindful of who you're around but at the end of the day, you can be as mindful as you want. If a dickhead's going to be a dickhead, it's going to happen. The problem is people that do these fucked up things have to be stopped. Like, it's that simple. Like, we, we talk about how, oh, put yourself in a safer situation or, or don't hang around certain people. But like I said, majority of the things like this that happen happen with people you know and trust. Oh, definitely. Like, the only reason she got raped is because someone decided to rape her. It's not because of the company she kept or the people she was around. It's literally because somebody decided to rape her. It's that simple. There's nothing else. It's black I agree, and white like But that. I think what we're not talking about just the incident of rape. We're talking about also what led to her yeah, death. And what led to her death. death. And that that's the, the cloudiest part of this whole situation right. where we don't know whether there's drugs, alcohol involved. We don't know what exactly occurred during that part where she allegedly left the the hotel room and then ended up wandering into the freezer. We right. don't know these things. Absolutely. But do you agree that as an individual, right, if you go out, for whatever reason, you're with your boys, but you're in an environment, do you agree that it's on your onus to make sure that your well-being is there? Of course. You so have you to don't have a measure either, of you don't drink for yourself. What you're not, you didn't pour. You don't, you know what I mean? Oh, 100%. Get you have loose. to have a measure of accountability for right. yourself. Absolutely. I'm not arguing that whatsoever. Okay. What I'm saying is, more often than not, whether it's been myself, Jason, you even, or anybody you may know, when you're around people that you're comfortable with and you trust. Oh, for sure. You feel that there's going to be a certain level of, you know, responsibility amongst each other that we're going to look out for each other. Absolutely. I've never seen one of my friends in a situation where I'm just like, you'll just leave them there. Screw it. Definitely not. Like I would never, whether male or female, I would never do that. And, and I've been in a situation where I've been a little bit too intoxicated or inebriated and, and I've had friends take care of me because you would feel like that's what they would do, you know? Absolutely. And this could have been one of those situations for her where she felt she was around people that she could trust that were her friends. And they turned out to be the people that do the opposite of what most friends do. But I think what really comes down to is whether this was a complete accident or if it was premeditated. And at this point, it's looking like it was premeditated. It looked like it was planned out. They had a story and, 
You know what I mean? They're just trying to play with it at this point. It's kind of see-through. I would hope for their sake that this is a complete accident and, you know, this young lady lost her life because of it. But, you know, we'll have to wait till the facts come through. No, I agree with you, man. I think at this point we should, uh, yeah, let's take a short break because I feel like it's a bit heated. You know, let's uh, lighten up the mood a bit. You know, let's uh, go outside. We'll have a quick drink and uh, we'll come back to this. You know, we will be right back, guys. And we are back from our little break, you know, uh, refilled the drinks, had a little smoke, feeling really good. But now it's uh, it's time to lighten the mood to something I've been wanting to do since Monday night. Oh, baby. Who saw that Monday nighter with the Chargers and the Broncos when my boys went out there and admittedly stunk it up at, at, at some points? But guess what? Still got that W, twenty four to twenty one against. Do, do you want to announce your your team's name? Do you want? To, All right, you guys. You, wanna, you guys. You want to talk about your your, your bum ass L A Chargers? Your, your top five. Your top five defense almost lost to a Charger team. No, 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 no. Say, say what, say what it was. We we felt bad for you, so we gave you two turnover opportunities to make the game a nail biter in the end because mm-hmm. our fans deserve to have a little bit of a heart attack, which is exactly what happened. You know, you know, get that high blood pressure going. But in the end, you know what happened? Broncos won, baby. Okay. The Broncos won. Weren't you talking shit last week saying how Philip Rivers was going to do it in? Weren't you? Huh? He almost did. I saw you shitting your pants on Twitter. I, I, I don't, I don't want to hear no almost. I want to hear no almost. Did, did, did they do it or did they didn't? Well, he wasn't. He didn't, he didn't kick the ball. He's Jason. not a kicker. Jason. Rivers did everything he was supposed Jason. to do. Philip Rivers did everything he was supposed you, to you do. You want to know how, how I much of you. an opportunity you had? We had a touchdown taken away from us on a legal shift, which personally which I thought was bullshit. Fault. I thought fault. that was bullshit. It's your team's fault. That was a bullshit fault. call. He and moved then we, missed, we missed a 50-yarder. And that's your fault, too. Your kicker's supposed to Missed kick. a 50-yarder. And that's your fault, too. But you know what? You still couldn't capitalize. And that's your You fault. still couldn't come back and win that game. Rivers, I told you Rivers was going to do what he had to do. He did what he had to do. He ain't do enough. Not the kicker. He, he ain't do enough. And you know what? To all you people that were talking shit about my boy Trevor Simeon, to all of you, each and every one of you that said my boy Trevor couldn't get it done, let me tell you something about my boy Trevor that day. Let me tell you a little something about him, okay? Because you know what? I'm tired of all the shit talk. I'm tired of y'all talking down on my boy like he ain't got it, okay? Win one game anything. Hey, yo, 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 yo. Silence, 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 okay? Trevor Simeon, 219 yards, two touchdowns, one that he ran in on his own, mind you. Mind you, okay? He's a big boy now. He could do it by himself. One interception, you know, he can have that. That's okay. But you know what? My boy Trevor killed it. Killed it, okay? He looked poised out there in the pocket. Even when he was on the run, he used his feet. He used his feet to pick up some first downs and get a touchdown, boy. Let me tell you, he was looking beautiful. My boy, Chart, put some respect on his name, okay? Stop bringing up Paxton Lynch. Brock Osweiler, he's an afterthought. He's just there to, to catch a check, a minimum check at that, okay? But my boy, Trevor, put some respect on his name because he went out there and he beat the Chargers, okay? He beat good old Phillip Rivers. Listen, that's your accomplishment? You beat the Chargers, a team that you said is trash? It's by one, three points? It's by, one week at a time, baby. three points? That's the biggest it's accomplishment? One, it's one week at a time. And you guys didn't win. It's one week at a time, though. You, it's guys one week. you guys didn't win. It's one well, yeah. <laughs> Yo, we won, one, we won three before you, though. That's fine. Hey, 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 we're talking hey, about this season. Hey, Jason, Jason. Jason, fire. Jay, we, we want three before you, though. If you guys are happy with hey. a couple of couple of point win hey. against a supposed trash ass team, Jason, come on, you now. guys are versus Dallas. Just give us a prop. We are. Yo, I, I can't wait for Dallas. You won't beat Dallas. I can't wait. You want to know why I can't wait for Dallas? 
Because at the end of the day, if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. Right now, Dallas is one of those teams that's at the top. We know they're good. We know what they're about. They're going to run that ball. And look, last year, we had a terrible run defense. If we're going to show everyone that we are about that life, we got to take out Zeke next game. We got to do it. It's not going to happen. I'm sorry. I don't like, I'm not a big fan Damn of Dallas Cowboys. Damn if we Cowboys, do it. But they're the best offensive line. In the Damn if we do it. They're the best offensive line. Exactly in why. When, when we shut them down, oh boy. I want, I want to hear your excuses then when we shut them down. Mm-hmm. I want to hear what, what you're going to have to say when we're 2-0. No one has really shut them down. And you know, I, I've been talking to my boys at a Cowboys fan. You know, we've been, we've been shooting the shit. We've been going back and forth. And, and to them, like, I'm going to tell you what I told them. I was like, you better call Skip Bayless right now. Because on Monday, they might hear a lot of Shannon Sharp going, Skip! Skip! Because he's going to be talking about how them Broncos invited the Cowboys into their house and they started bucking them out of there. To start bucking them out of there. If you say so. Oh, I say so. I say I'm, I'm confident in my team. I'm confident in my team. Who you, got, you, who you guys got this week, huh? Let me, let me see. The who, Dolphins. You know what? That's going to be a good game. Unfortunately, the Dolphins didn't get to play last week because of the hurricane. But you know what? Like, I feel like that's going to be a good test for you guys because the last thing you guys got to do is go out uh, 0-2, especially in our division, which is arguably one of the best divisions in, in the league right now. If you look at the Raiders, if you look at the Chiefs, if you look at ourselves, you look at your team, man, like that's a that's a four squad division that none of those teams you really want to go up against. But the one thing I will say about your team, your defensive line right now is looking official. I'll give you that. Engram and Boza, they look official. Even though at one point Boza missed a tackle on my boy Trevor Simeon that led to that one yard touchdown, let me tell you that. We'll we'll see with the Chargers. Chargers have all everything is brand new except for the um, offensive coordinator. So we'll see how that goes. Oh yeah, it's it's all new faces. It is new faces. It's all all new faces. They're they're not used to this. You guys are an established team. (laughs) You guys are an established. Do you hear that? He said we're established. He wasn't saying that last week, though. You guys are an established was, Wasn't he saying last week, who's our quarterback? You guys let... You wasn't guys, he saying that last week? Yo, guys, Jamal, wasn't, he was saying that last week, bro. Now all of a sudden we're established. He wasn't here last week, so he All of a sudden we're anything. established. But you were saying that all before the preseason. Thank you. He, he couldn't name anybody on my team, but all of a sudden we're established. All I know is he, he let someone, a Korean player who's just been playing the game for like six to ten years almost come and beat them and his name is young ho so imagine if someone named young ho came. uh did we not block that kick first off veteran move by our rookie head coach vance joseph to, to ice the kicker he's a rookie ice him how do you ice the kicker throw that time out baby that's not icing the kicker throw that time out that's icing the kicker the, he the kick was blocked the second time that's not icing the kicker yo that, that's exactly miss. it you throw the time out on the first kick okay he made it but it, timeout was called, so it doesn't matter. So he didn't. Then ice what happened the on the second one? It was blocked. Blocked, baby. It was going. Say what? Say what now? That's not icing. B L O C. That's not icing the kicker. Blizzard. Yeah, that's yeah. Blizzard. That's not icing the kicker. Sounds like ice to me, baby. No, it's not. He couldn't put enough height on that kick. That doesn't make any hey, sense. He didn't put enough height on that kick. That's why the hand got it. That's why the hand I, got I, it. I understand that you have to, you know, keep Ooh. your. Broncos, your championships. That's the only championships any of your professional teams would win. Uh, hell, I, I know, whoa, 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 I, I know, whoa, whoa. I know, I know it's hard. He's acting like I'm not a Chelsea fan. Okay, Chelsea. Okay, yeah. Like put, what, put some respect on my teams, okay? Compared to what? Manchester United, who's won every single English championship there is? Hey, hey. In my lifetime, Chelsea has won, so that's all that matters. We just won the Premier League. What's your point? <laughs> okay, in my lifetime, Manchester United has won, like, what, six? Good for you. I'm not like you who just jumps on teams that already like have 20 something fucking. I've been a Laker fan. I bought a Nintendo 64 because Kobe was on it. 
because I knew how good Kobe was. I bought a Nintendo 64 just for Kobe. Here we go. I've been a Lakers fan. Here we go. I've been a Lakers fan. Here we go. Keep it up, bud. I had to suffer through Smush Parker and Kwame Brown. What did you have to deal with? Dwight Howard being a diva? I'm sorry. Dude, you want to talk suffering? Yeah, you guys. I, in basketball, you want to talk suffering? Yeah, you guys. Get the man. fuck out of here, please. That's that's ineptitude from your your team. That's not my team. Lakers, we don't even know winning. Don't when, talk about suffering. When, when, if you want to talk suffering, only talk about the Chargers. That's fine with the Chargers. But the point I is, take a loss. last week. I could take a loss. Last week, you were talking that cash shit, and guess what? Y'all lost. All right, that's football. So you're going to hold this L while I hold this W real high, 1 0, 24. 21 and my boy Trevor Simeon outperforming you. Thank you so very you much. You gotta give him football because that's thank you very much. It's all he has on me. Rivers. It's all he has on me is football. Look at look at the tape of Trevor Simeon. See what you're supposed to do. Please. Okay? Do that, please. All you have on me is football. Nothing else. That's but all it is. L- looking at the other games for week two, how do you feel about it? how do you feel about your, your charges going up against the Dolphins? They'll be good against Dolphins because Jay Cutler is shit. <laughs> I don't believe in anything he does. I don't I, he's a terrible quarterback. He's a bad leader of men. He can't do anything. I don't care what anyone says. He is the worst quarterback in the NFL. He is the worst because he. Doesn't, I, I won't go as far as saying he's the he worst the quarterback. Worst in I mean, quarterback in the NFL. There's still Blake Bortles that is out there. No, who, no, who's pretty garbage. No, no, Jacksonville Wonder Game. Not on the back of him. It was because Fournette ran the ball like a goddamn Jay Cutler, bell cow. Jay Cutler was shit. The only time he's ever smiled is when he got his money. That's the only time he's ever smiled. Jay Cutler. Look, I, I would still in any draft pick Jay Cutler over Blake Bortles. Nope, that's, I would never do it. That's a fact of life. I would never do it. That is a fact of life. I would take Brett Favre's old retired ass right now before I get Jay Cutler. And get zero points every week. That's fine, because it'll still be better than what Jay Cutler can do, <laughs> which is absolutely nothing. Some highlight games, obviously, you have my Denver Broncos versus Dallas. And like I said, man, I, I feel like we got this. This is it's a week where everybody's underestimating underestimating us once again so you know what i think my broncos are going to go out there and they're going to show hey you better put some respect on our name man we're going to we're going to take out arguably one of the uh nfc's top runners to make it to the super bowl when we do that boy yo we you're going to be feeling something next week who are the giants versus you going to be feeling something who giants that's, that's jamali's team. detroit the lions yo jamal you want to chime in on this one <laughs> yo because real talk boy. i mean his boy Eli. odell's not back yet his boy, Eli. I mean, Odell's not back yet, so I don't know uh, how this is going to go. Is, is that going to be another excuse for your boys losing a game? Or how's that, how's that going to work out for you guys? We played well. <laughs> not every game is meant to be won. And it's just week one, man. Just week one. How do you feel about Brandon Marshall being out there only catching one catch late in the game? It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> You're very modest right now. I am. I'm not used to the side of you when it comes to your Giants. <sighs> Take it in stride, baby. Take it in stride. Take it in stride. <laughs> I mean, I'm not expecting them to do much. Like right now, we've always been a slow team. We've always started off slow. With a slow quarterback. I mean, he has more rings than Phillip Rivers, so you could keep saying that. Taking the girl off his defense. Okay. It's okay. When Phillip Rivers win, we could have a conversation. <laughs> Until then, you should ask permission to speak to me about football. So, by your... No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> all right other other games other games on the docket you have the new england patriots are going to play new orleans and funny stat drew Brees is the only quarterback that's three or one against tom brady in regular season but following a loss the patriots are 42 and six so how do you feel about this matchup should be quite interesting two two great quarterbacks it's going to be a very offensive centered game 
Think we see a lot of uh, touchdowns through the air? Hope so. I'm looking at this game mostly to see how Adrian Peterson fares in this one because, you know, last game he only had nine touches. It wasn't one of his best outings considering we know him to be one of those feature back kind of guys. But at the same time, we're looking at a Sean Payton offense that is built around the pass. So I would love to see how they basically do a turnaround with Adrian Peterson, especially after that little spat that supposedly never happened on the sideline that all the cameras seem to capture. Captured, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it should be entertaining. That, needless to say, whoever wins, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I'm only looking at Monday night. For sure. You're, you're focused. I'm focused. I'm focused. All right. One game I will be paying attention to is the Green Bay Atlanta game because Matt Ryan is my quarterback in Fantasy League. And, you know, the last couple times that Packers and, and Falcons played, it's just been air show. Yeah. It's literally been games that go at least 30 points on both sides, you know, coming down to Hail Marys at the end, things oh, like yeah. that. So I'm really looking for Matt Ryan and my fantasy team to get four touchdowns out of him, maybe a good old 350, 400 yards. That'd be pretty beautiful. Um, you know, Julio, you can have a big one, but uh, give it to Devontae Freeman, please, because he's on my league too. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they'll have a good game against, against Green Bay. I think it's a really bad matchup too for, for both teams, actually, because both, both defenses could shut down each other. The offenses are going to put up points, but someone's going to throw a lot of picks in this game. Well, if anything, I think Atlanta's defense has the edge in this one over Green Bay's own, especially after what we saw Green Bay do against the Seahawks. Seahawks isn't really a high-powered offense. I mean, their best rusher was Russell uh, Russell Wilson. You know, like if not even one of your running backs is your top rusher, that says a lot about where your offense is at the moment. I was going to say the Seattle Seahawks are pretty trash. No, they are. They're like, admittedly, offensively, they're and, not a team that this, I feel imposes a lot of threat and, to a lot of teams. It's, and, it's still all in their defense And right that's now. what Richard Sherman said. He said every time the defense always has to bail out the offense. Yeah. And, and it's true. That's that's exactly what happened um, against the, the, the Packers. They had to bail them out until they got tired and they couldn't do anything else. Which is exactly why I think this is going to be a completely different game for that Packers defense where they're going up against an offense that we know is high powered. I mean, yeah, they have a different offensive coordinator this year, but last year they were still the top scoring offense in the league. Uh, you know, and, know. and a lot of their components are still there. I never really f- fully trusted uh, Matt Ryan. He reminds me too much of Carson Palmer, who was pretty trash. Uh, I, I look at Matt Ryan like he's the type of guy that when it comes down to it, he can give you those big, big plays when you need them, give you those big looks when you need them. He finds receivers in places where most people wouldn't which is why I feel like this is going to be another one of those high-scoring games on both sides where, I mean, unless Atlanta's defense really shows the improvements that we saw in last game and and they come out just putting pressure on Rodgers. And although we know Rodgers is good when he scrambles, just making sure that you contain him in that pocket, put the pressure on him while he's in the pocket, don't let him get to the outside and, and pass on the run. And don't let it be a close game in the end, because if Rodgers goes for a Hail Mary, we, we pretty much know it's going to be prayed for and, and received. <laughs> no, I don't I don't think it'll be a close game. I think Green Bay wins this pretty easy, though. Yeah, that's your pick for that? Yeah, cool, cool, yeah, cool. Green Bay. I don't think there's any other major games to look at. I mean, like Cleveland versus Baltimore, I think we know who's going to win that one. Most likely Cleveland, because Baltimore's pretty trash. You think Cleveland's going to beat Baltimore? <laughs> Cleveland almost beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> the last, the first, they almost beat Pittsburgh. I don't know, man. They I don't almost know about beat one. Pittsburgh. I do not know about that one. I, I really think Baltimore's got that one in the bag. And Flack, is Flacco <laughs> still injured? Right, his back is he still out. If he, is he still out for this uh, this upcoming week? Dude, they don't need him. It's Cleveland. <laughs> I mean, hey, Cleveland Browns, prove me wrong. 
but when I play my my picks, you're not one of them. <laughs> well, no, I, I don't know. Baltimore has a lot of issues what they have to deal with, especially with that the their quarterback. So who knows what's going on with them? They also got Buffalo and Carolina. I mean, that that should be a pretty uh, obvious pick there for Carolina. Um, I, maybe, I, maybe I not. I don't see how they lose that. They're the, they're the favorite by a touchdown anyway. So uh, Buffalo could win it. Buffalo could be two and zero going into in AFCs and probably still be first place depending on how everything goes. Buffalo could also find a magic egg somewhere in the field. Buffalo has a good defense. I, I highly doubt that's going to happen. Buffalo has a pretty good defense. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I'm not sure about Carolina. How good they are necessarily. I hope Cam Newton's okay. He's back to like where he was. Dude, come on, Carolina. I, f- I feel like they're in a solid position right now. They're looking really good. We'll see about that. Hey man, they they steadily handed San Francisco their ass last week, 23-3. to three, Yeah, but so. San Francisco is trash. Yeah, and, and <laughs> you're saying Buffalo's good? Buffalo has like, a good Literally defense. last week, Buffalo played the Jets, and it looked like the toilet bowl. Like That's exactly what game we were watching. Like Two of the worst teams going up against each other. I wouldn't say Buffalo is one of Both of them look teams. sloppy as hell. Buffalo has a good defense. Their offense is okay, but they gave up Sammy Watkins, so who knows how good they'll be. Highly so. debatable. And by that, I mean not even debatable at all. They're fucking terrible. And who else is playing? What's the other team? Is that it? Uh, we also got uh, Arizona and Indianapolis. And, I mean, come on. Arizona's going to win that. Yeah. But that, who knows? Carson's problem is always a, it's always up in the air with him. So who knows? <laughs> you got a uh, Tennessee and Jacksonville. And this one I can't really call just simply because of what we saw of Jacksonville last week. No. <laughs> I really didn't expect their running game to be that strong considering we all know how bad Bortles is in the passing game that usually you're going to stack up the box to make sure the runners can't do a damn thing. No, but Tennessee's going to win that easy. <laughs> Tennessee's going to win that by a lot too. I won't say easy. I won't say, I think, Jacksonville might surprise them a bit more than people are expecting them to. Like who, I said, last game. Who did game, Jacksonville they, play last week? Last week, Jacksonville. Isn't it the Colts they played last week? No, they played Houston. They played Houston? And they won 29-7. to The Texans with Tom Savage as the quarterback who got yeah, kicked out Yeah, they switched the them out in the second half. But, I mean, Houston's defense <laughs> is still the Houston defense, right? <laughs> it, was, it was over by then. No, but that's what I mean. Like, that, that Houston defense is still a strong contender. It's okay, the defense, but the offense is pretty shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. I I, I, I really can't see it. We'll, we'll see. Houston is... Uh, Another game worth paying attention for for our sake, being AFC West guys. You got uh, Philly versus Kansas City. Personally, I would love to see Philadelphia win that game. Obviously speaking, I think it's a far cry to pick them. Probably, Philly, probably Philly might uh, might win it. Car- uh, that would be my upset pick of the week, if anything. Philly has a good defense, so who knows? You could, we'll see. But they have to win because they have to keep pacing well, look, in that division. Kansas especially. City losing Eric Berry was a big blow to their defense. That's huge, a- huge blow. But at the end of the day, man, that, that offense, if they come as high-powered as they did against the Patriots, against Philly, I think they're going to have a lot of problems. And Philly's just going to have to hope to win the time of possession to really take this game away from the Chiefs, if anything. Oh, I don't think that's going to happen again. Uh, Alex, like I told you before, Alex Smith will never do that again in his career. He will never have a game like that again. Well, the last time they played the Patriots and did this, we said he'd never have a game like this again. And apparently he he tends to do it against Tom Brady's team. So who knows? Eh, we'll see. Uh, I, I feel like those are like the biggest games to pay attention to because... I mean, Oakland should beat the Jets. Chicago and Tampa, I'm giving that one to Tampa. Pittsburgh, Minnesota, actually, that might be one to watch, too. A bit of a toss-up. It's a six-point spread on that one. Pittsburgh probably is going to win that pretty easy, too, because just because of the receivers. I don't know, man. Sam Bradford looked really good last week, man. And that offense seemed to be in sync. Like, they know what they're doing. And defensively, they're strong, man. 
It's a strong uh, defense. I don't know if Bobby Boucher is going to have another game like that. I call Sam Bradford Bobby Boucher. If you look Come at him, on. he looks exactly like no, Bobby one Boucher. One thing Sam Bradford's done well with that Minnesota defense is he doesn't take uh, offense. He doesn't take chances, man. Like he 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 knows where his guys are going to be. If he doesn't have it, he throws it away. He's not trying to run anymore, which is smart because that's how he kept getting injured. Oh, we'll see. I mean, Pittsburgh, I mean, we know what Pittsburgh is. They're ben, he just likes to chuck it up there to Antonio Brown. And, well, and Le'Veon Bell and all the Le- people, Martellus, yeah. Bryant. The offense people. runs through Le'Veon Bell. So we know what to expect from them. Is what, what is their defense going to give us against Minnesota's offense? You know, that's the, the biggest question mark that we got to look at for that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a pack. Uh, it's a pack NFL. Very, again, very weekend. packed. All right. So I do want to talk about one thing, though, that is um, boxing related. And it is the Triple G Canelo fight that's actually happening tonight. We're actually recording this on uh, Saturday. So um, obviously, by the time you guys hear this, we're going to know who the winner is or if there's a tie, which I doubt there will be. It's going to be Triple G. Um, Yeah, it's most likely going to be Triple G. But Canelo's going to put on a show. Let's say for argument's sake, I I take Canelo. No, I would, I would, (laughs) I would, I would not risk that. I'm going all the way Triple G. Joe Canelo's going to dance around him. (laughs) <laughs> yeah you're right the thing is with canelo is they're concerned that he put on too much weight and he's going to be a little bit too slow the same thing will happen when he did with mayweather and the thing with triple g is his power is so yeah. ridiculous it's going it's going to hurt him no, I, canelo what, what i up. like about this i think it's going to be a good slug fast like for people that want to see a fight in boxing like this is a fight to watch in boxing yeah where you're really just going to see two guys where not saying like the the second the first round bell rings they're gonna come out swinging hard not like that at all but you're gonna see two guys that are really gonna try and break each other down they're gonna throw those combinations they're gonna try to like do their head fakes you know they're they're really gonna work the boxing ring and, and put on a good show where you're gonna see at times maybe one's gonna be up the other one's gonna be up but it's gonna be a good back and forth battle yeah yeah so that's gonna be a really good fight so I'm picking Triple G um, I think he's gonna win it and uh, hopefully when you guys hear this we hear that Triple G is the winner well I, I was saying if Triple G wins this, I was thinking it was going to end in the eighth. Like he's going to get a good stop. Maybe it's going to be a couple takedowns or he's going to get a possible TKO in the eighth. I was thinking if Canelo won this one, it would come later. It's just either going to be a 10 or 11 TKO or he's end up going to win by I don't a decision. Think he's gonna, I don't think it's going to last because he put on I, too I, much I don't think, No, not even that. I, I just don't think the fight itself is going to last regardless of who wins. Like I'd be very shocked if it ends up in the judges' hands just because of the way these two guys fight. Like They want to go in there and, and, and beat their but opponents. A you lot know? of people, what a lot of people don't know is that um, uh, Canelo was actually the sparring partner of Triple G back in the day when uh, Triple G was starting. And he, he hurt Canelo while sparring. So imagine how much his punches hurt him sparring. Dude, I, I only put so much stock into that because, I mean, at the end of the day, like we've in any physical sport like that where there's sparring involved, people have gotten hurt by their sparring partners before. So, but that's just sparring. And, and I mean, like a, that, that's, that's how long fight. how long ago was that too? You know, like what, but, we're talking like an actual boxing match getting in the ring. Like what's going to happen? You know, we'll, we'll see. But I think I think Triple G has this easy. Um, but yeah, that's a. I won't say easy, but yeah, I, I do feel Triple G will have this. Even though I think if Canelo does get this one, it's going to happen a bit later in the fight. Mm-hmm. You know, like ex- expect Canelo if it goes past that eighth round and Triple G hasn't finished it by then, by ten, maybe even eleven. You know, like right at that peak of the ending, expect Canelo to be on the takeover because at that point it'll be basically Triple G's punch of power isn't enough to stop him type of thing, and then. Canelo's just going to be taking over on his combination. We'll see how it goes, but it, it should be a good fight. It should be oh, a good yeah, it's fight. definitely going to be HBO. a great fight. I am going to a bar to probably most likely see this because I want to see this. This is a this is a fight I have no problems paying for. 
Even though I'm not necessarily paying for it, but I am paying to go <laughs> eat and drink. <laughs> but that's about it. Um, for sure, for sure. So. Also, a uh, quick shout out to Carmelo Anthony, who got disrespected by the ESPN ranking. <laughs> 64? Come on, put some respect on the man's name, man. He's not 64, but he's not top 10. No, definitely not top 10. But like like I was saying before, off air, I was saying, you know, I can, I can make an argument. Listen, make that argument for him to be anywhere between the, the 15 to 25. And like, if I'm really, really arguing hard. But overall, I think he's like a, a 25 to 35 guy on that list. <laughs> I'm making that argument, bro. What? What? What are you looking at me for, bro? <laughs> Jamal, we got a here. Knicks fan over here who's like, no, he's, he's top he's ten. Not, he's top not ten. a Knicks fan. He's a fake. He's a fake. Relax. Mixer. He's not he's a, a LeBron 10, fan. He's a LeBron. He's fan. not a top twenty either. As much as we'd like to believe it, <laughs> I don't think he is. Oh, but he's definitely not a sixty-four man. Oh, Jamal has something to say. Oh, like Jamal, Jamal is, he's like his Knicks fandom is pissing off right now. <laughs> I've never been a Carmelo fan. Okay. But I think that's disrespectful. What to say that he's anywhere between twenty-five to thirty-five? He's top twenty. We went through the list. No, we we made an argument for him to be in that slot. But if we really went through every single person, I don't think he's he's in that top twenty spot. The the ten to twenty. Right, but the list was in regards to players. I believe that has impact on their team. The stat and impact, right? R- right, and. We did put people who we do believe are not necessarily leaders, but they play a role in their team being victorious. Of course. But Carmelo is top 20. 15 to 20. I don't know about that, man. There's no way you're going to tell me. Look, what we'll do, because we we made kind of like a, a rough neck just shouting out names type of list. What we'll do, we'll we'll sit no, down. No, we didn't. I think you're you're blowing no, this. Yo, because we said no particular order, first off. And no particular order. I'm saying that, definitely. But I'm not here to rank people based like one to but whatever. Yeah, if we're gonna go but st- if we're talking about the, the 15 best players in the NBA right now, you think and he- Carmelo is not in top 20? In the top 20? Bro, you're, there's something wrong with you. All I'm saying is let's sit down and make this list. Because we had a lot of names we were shouting out where people that we had above him were starting to get bumped just because of the names we were remembering. So, like I said, like if we we sit down and really make this list and we fortify it as far as like their personal stats and then their impact stats of like where their team ends up, what they do for their teams, then we could really go through it. But I personally think he'd sit somewhere around that 25. And are you talking about last season or we're going to make this about career? It's all about last career. season. It's all, not, not career, last season. Because that's what the, the ESPN list is. It's all about last season. Which and is why is Lonzo I, Ball but that, That's exactly why I think it's ridiculous that Lonzo Ball is on that list ahead. Like one spot ahead of Carmel. That makes no sense. That's 63. Big ball, Brent. It makes no sense. He's never played a game in the NBA, but yet you have him above a guy who, who has played a career. Not only that, Carmelo Anthony, if he was to do this this season... We'll join Michael Jordan, I think Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, to have a career where he averaged 25 points or more per season. Which is good, yeah. That's amazing. But are we just talking personal stats or are we talking career-wise too? But I mean, it's hard to... Because to, to, like I said, it's for hard, me... It's, it's easy to say, okay, you know, like, for example, like Derrick Rose, he was very impactful in his early parts of his career. And yes, after two leg injuries, you know, he kind of fell back. but. We can't deny Derrick Rose was a great player. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not denying career. Right. So I'm saying for the list we're making, it's about what happened last year. That's it. 
what what your stats were last year and what your team did last year if that's how we want to go about it we can do if we do a full career thing then yes he's higher on the list if we're doing a full career i'm just gonna say this just for the record jason pointed out the obvious i'm a lebron fan lebron's number one (laughs) and that all that matters i'm not gonna argue i I personally think lebron's number one too you gotta recognize greatness yeah witness but hey no, they disrespected Carmelo. I don't agree with them disrespecting Carmelo that way. There's no way he's anything. Like, even if you want to say he fell off, he should go no no higher than a 40 spot. No higher. Than, and that's me being, like, really loose with the ranking. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really have big much input on that. All I'm saying is Carmelo, where he ranks, where the ESPN ranked him, is not right. But he's no, he's not even top ten at his own position. So he, he's like probably within the fifteen to twenty range of players. I would really? put him. I would, I wouldn't put him even top ten in his own position because there's he is top power. ten in his own position. No, he's not. He's not. Unfortunately, he's not. There's a lot of players that would pick before Carmelo. No, no, in his own position. You would take because of personal preference. Not even personal preference, just because I know they you were given. Mentioned that DeAndre Jordan was better. He doesn't play the same position as Carmelo. No, he I, was making the argument that De, uh, DeAndre Jordan was better than Boogie Cousins. Boogie Cousins, oh, my bad. Which, yeah. No. We'll deal with that another time. We'll, yeah, because we'll we brought the time. stats up, and clearly Jason was higher than Giraffe Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm the only one that should talk basketball here because my team is like, Oh, know, here he goes winner. again with his My Lakers won everything. Yeah, you could talk bullshit. your shit about your Broncos, but when my Lakers, you know... Over your your supposed hey. Orlando your Orlando Magic is that still your team or you jumped the bandwagon? Yeah, I told you it's okay. See all day, baby. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Jumping jumping the ship as usual. Oh, mm-hmm. jumping the ship. Wait, but no, we'll talk about that another time. We'll have like a good episode where we could rank all these players and everything like that, and we'll see exactly where we think they rank and everything like that. Compared we're start to like some the fights. That's what we're gonna, do. we're gonna start some fights. <laughs> all right. So I think that is good for this week's episode. I believe it is. We had a good conversation, good heated conversation. Oof. Um, I had to take my shirt off at one point. <laughs> it's getting hot up this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> good conversation. But um, uh, I do want to get back to everyone. I, I, If you guys recalled and listened last week, I did say that I will be giving away a $50 gift certificate for Amazon. And I will tell you how to do it this episode. Because we love you guys for some reason. That is correct. <laughs> so, uh, if you guys are really committed and really want this Amazon uh, gift certificate. You $50 have to, do- to buy 50 socks. <laughs> That's cheap. <laughs> um, this is what you have to do. Um, you need to go on the website, theconnect.ca, and register for the forums. That's step one. Step two, I want you to answer a couple of questions that I will send out on a survey monkey to all our members. I'm sending this to every one of the members. So if you're newsletter people as well, newsletter you people to register to the forum as well and yeah. you will get it. You will get it. Anyone who's registered to the forum who has a newsletter on the, even the Facebook page I'll send as well. There's going to be a couple of questions and you're going to have to answer a question. This is, I'll even speak on it right now. We talked about on the last episode about relationships. I want you to guys to go on there, listen or find out if you guys remember and name me all the dating apps I specifically talked about. Not me. What Jason him. What Jason specifically what talked Jason about. Jason specifically mentioned. You have to tell me everyone I specifically mentioned. Even if it's by passing or if I just said it once, you have to tell me exactly what it is. And once uh you I get back the results in about I would say give it about a week or so. 
let's say you have till since it comes out on Monday. Since it comes out on Monday, you have until the next next Monday. Next Monday's episode. Yeah. We'll give you a week. We'll give you guys a good week to to really listen to this. Uh, so basically, essentially, from the 18th to the twenty uh, fifth, you guys have a good week. Oh, we're giving them a little extended. Yeah. 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 So uh, no excuses for uh, late entries. Yeah. So you have until the 25th. You're like a school professor for this one. <laughs> you, have, you have until the 25th. Automatic F. <laughs> so if you, if like I said, go on to connect.ca, register to the forum, go and listen to the episode and see what I specifically said. Jason oh, what said. apps I what dating apps I specifically reference the weird voice not this one okay right. <laughs> I specifically I specifically mentioned and if you do that and we we have our selection you will win the $50 so you can go on Amazon mm, you can get you some spark plugs so if you have any questions I will be glad to answer them on Twitter only because I don't want my thing to get flooded by everything. And if you want to, if you want to uh, get any uh, clarification on what the contest is and everything, uh, please follow me at JJNBA. That's on Twitter. And uh, Matt, you want to give out your handle? Yeah, it's at uh, LeftyLucky underscore. We've had a good response lately on Facebook. So I want to thank everyone who recently joined the Facebook page. Thank all you very much. All new listeners. All the new listeners. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. You know, we're always trying to grow and be positive with everyone and doing positive things slowly. And the more people that join means that, you know, people are very interested in what we're doing. And it's all about you guys spreading the word, sharing, listening, and, and just being the greatest fans we could ever ask for. That's right. Can't complain about that. Anything you want to plug, man? Uh, I don't think there's anything really to plug besides, you know, the Facebook page, which we just mentioned. Mm -hmm. Also, you have the Twitter handle, Don't Be Mad Pod. Yeah. You know, uh, and there's there? one more thing. <laughs> one more thing. One more thing again. Next week, the next podcast will be available on iTunes. Officially? Officially. Finally? Officially, everything will be on iTunes. Oh, baby. So everything will be on iTunes and Google Play. What I need everyone to do, which is very important. Sounds so sexy. <laughs> everyone, I need you guys to uh, basically subscribe to the iTunes and or Google Play, whichever platform you use. Subscribe to it. Rate the episodes that we have and give it a best rating. If you give it a rating. I'm not even saying give it a five, it. baby. <laughs> give it a, a we, rating. We want fives. And that helps us out a lot. It helps us grow. And um, it's exposure for us because iTunes, um, there's a certain algorithm to it that, you know. Basically, we need five stars and we need subscriptions. Subscriptions and pass it along to everyone that you know. Share it as much as you can. And hopefully they like it and they join in the conversation with us and it'll be a great time. I like it. I like it a and lot. And that's it. So thank you everyone for tuning in again for this week's episode. As usual, I am Jason and... I am Matthew Rivera. And we will see you all, yes, next week. And you guys could probably win uh, Amazon. Oh, yeah. Don't be stingy, people. You can I do would this. so buy, like, fake wigs. Just so I could be a different person every day for 50 bucks. <laughs> you see Jamal's face. Take care, everyone. <laughs> Have a good week, everyone. Peace. Bye.